Unsure about your future after school? From finances to college, from adult education to military options, the Life After School podcast is for you. Now on to the host, Charles Prince. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Life After School. Thank you all for continuing to share these episodes and to pass this information on to as many people as you know, sharing our podcast with as many people as you know, where you are continuing to grow and we cannot and have not done it without your help. So we're so appreciative of that and we just ask that you would continue to uh, spread the word to your friends, your family, anyone that you can think of. Um, let them know about our podcast. Uh, we are adding new things or trying to add new things as much as we can and which includes us having as many guests on here as possible, trying to uh, incorporate um, aspects of this podcast to help help uh, get um, keep attention with the podcast and just little things here and there that we're just testing out and trying out and we're just so excited to have um, to have this podcast going um, earlier this week I was in New York City um, in Brooklyn more specifically attending what is called Spotify labs um, it is a type of workshop that they have been hosting for podcast creators such as myself and I got to meet many wonderful podcast creators there. I'm so excited about their podcast and I got more excited about my podcast and all the possibilities that we are going to try in the future and I got some wonderful insight from some of the podcasters that's been doing this for a while and got a little bit more settled on how they do their podcasts and how they go about and operating their social media pages. So I got so many ideas just from the creators themselves, not even including the um, instructors that we had that were employees of uh, pod, uh, Spotify for podcasters. So it's been an amazing, it was an amazing day Monday. Um, it was a one day trip. Um, so I, I was pretty tired by the end of the day, but it was worth it. Um, not only in going to that workshop, but I did spend a little time going around New York a little bit. Um, went to One World Trade Center, um, the new tower that was built in place of uh, the Twin Towers. I conquered my fear. Can you believe that? I actually conquered my fear because... It's not that I'm too scared of going in the heights in the buildings because my wife and I have been in the Willis Tower in Chicago, which used to be known as the Sears Tower. So I've been up there before at the observation deck, and I even have been on the part of the observation deck on that tower where there's nothing but glass um, all around you and it kind of jets out from the building. I was on one of those. So I'm not scared of that kind of stuff. But just the idea of being in... Um, kind of thinking about back to 9-11 and being up there and kind of having that fear like, well, what if something happens with this tower, you know? So I kind of had that thought go through my mind, but I was like, you know what? Um, I do plan to go back to New York, especially to see my grandmother's grave in, uh, in New Jersey. So the flight to New York and then go over to New Jersey and see um, see where she is buried at. But I decided, well, 
just in case I am not going to be back in New York anytime soon or um, as soon as I want to be, I'm just going to go ahead and take advantage, go to the top of the uh, One World Trade Center. I know I was going to have a better chance of getting some good views of the city up there than from the Empire State Building because the Empire State Building always seemed crowded. The t last time I'm in New York, it went around the whole building, wrapped around the building. But at the same time, there was no towers when last time I went to New York. So that might have had a factor into it as well. And so um, anyway, enjoyed the trip, had an amazing time, met many wonderful people, made some wonderful connections. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about um, setting boundaries, kind of continuing a little bit of what we discussed last week when it comes to the idea of setting boundaries. We talked about the idea of quiet quitting and how we determined that, for the most part, quiet quitting is not a necessarily a bad thing. Matter of fact, for the most part, it's a pretty good thing. And that people are learning to set boundaries. And so we talked about that last episode. If you did not listen to that, I encourage you to go to the episode before this one and give it a listen. I definitely think it's worth a listen and that you would learn quite a bit and also have some deeper understanding into why this movement has been growing and is catching on really, really fast. So we're going to be talking more, but we're going to be looking at different aspects of what exactly to set boundaries on. And it's not just all job related. Um, I think it's important that boundaries are set all across the place. And we're going to be talking about setting boundaries on money today. So we're going to cover five quick points on five things you can do to set boundaries on money. Now, please understand, there are more than five things that you can do. Way more than five things you can do to help set boundaries on your money and how you spend money. And so, if you can think of more than five, Spotify will be open for you to drop your suggestion there. If you're not listening on Spotify, you can go to our Facebook page, our Instagram page, um, which will have a video posted there either tonight or tomorrow that's giving a bit of an overview of some of the things we talked about today. And uh, post and comment there some money tips that you know of and that you are willing to uh, share with others. But the first um, tip I want to give on setting boundaries with money is save. Save some type of money, even if it's a dollar. If all you can save is a dollar, put a dollar in your savings account. In the economy we are living in, are you going to most likely need that last dollar? Definitely. And I know that we are always under the impression that we always tell people, don't touch your savings account. It's there for a reason. Save. And that's true. But I'm also not naive. I also know what kind of uh, world and economy we live in. You're going to touch that last dollar when you need it. I've done that with my savings account. So I am not saying that you are going to definitely be perfect at this and never touch it. We know it's going to get touched, especially in everything that's going on today. But if you are able to, just do your best to try to save a dollar per check. If you can do more than a dollar, that's fine. If you can only do 25 cents or 50 cents, 
then put 25 cent or 50 cent into your savings account each check. It's not gonna be much, but something is better than nothing. So save, even if it's just a dollar or less. Two, buy off brand. Um, I know there are some items that are genuinely better than the off-brand and they are made separately from the off-brand. However, most off-brands and national brand products are made in the same factory. They're made in the same factory. Uh, I use this example a lot and I think I even used it on this podcast. I talked about how when I was younger, um, there was a salmonella outbreak that occurred in Georgia with peanut butter. And it really wasn't a big deal to me because I was kind of, I think I was a teenager, so I didn't really pay no mind to it. But the thing that caught my attention was the fact that they mentioned what brands were impacted. They said Peter Pan, peanut, bro- peanut butter was impacted, but they also said great value brand. And that shook me a bit because I was like, wait, why is great value and Peter Pan made to Together in the same factory, Peter Pan costs more than great value, so why does it cost more? So that just kind of taught me a lesson that a lot of your brands, they're made right there in the same factory and you're just paying for the name 90% of the time. There are very few products that actually are better than their national brand and then their off-brand generic counterpart. So for the most part, um, I want to advise buy off-brand as much as you can. There are some brands that you might not want to go off-brand on, and there's some brands that honestly do taste terrible as an off-brand. But for the most part, do your best to buy off-brand. Three, if you're behind on bills, talk to your landlord or lady, and talk, or also talk to the companies that you pay your bills to. Talk to them if you get behind. Now, disclaimer. Um, now, why am I mentioning this disclaimer? Because the reason I'm saying for you to talk to them is because there are times when a landlord or a landlady or the electric company, the gas company, whoever you're behind on, if you tell them that you're behind and that you're trying your best to get it paid, but you're just behind, sometimes they'll set up payment plans or set up something for you. And the reason why I want to add the disclaimer in here, because that is not always the case. There are landlord and landladies that are going to be like, nope, it's due on the first and you better have it. There are some companies that are like, nope, it's due on the first. You better have it or we are just going to add it to your next bill. So you owe us double, at least double, and then um, cut off after that. So that's really why I add the disclaimer that not everyone that you ask or tell that you are behind on bills is going to give you a chance to get caught up because not every place does it. So that's why you need to keep in mind the mindset that some places or the place you're paying your bills to are not going to give you an extension. And you need to have that mindset because it is better to be safe than sorry. We are going to fall behind on bills. There are going to be times that we are just so behind that it's just going to feel impossible to get caught up. And that's the reason why I'm just saying do your best um, and at least talk to them. And even if they don't give you um, any kind of payment plan or anything like that, 
at least they'll have in mind, well, they're at least letting us know ahead of time. So maybe that might work in your favor down the road with them. Maybe not. We um, only time would tell with that. Uh, tip number four, create a budget and stick to it. I'm horrible at budgets. Uh, my wife and I, we when we do um, sit down and write down and plan a budget, um, my wife is particularly good at keeping to that budget. Me, on the other hand, I am not. Matter of fact, I don't remember the last time we have done a budget. And I know a lot of it is because we have both gotten busy, but there are times where I'm just not a big fan of sticking to a budget. Why? Because I like to sometimes, I like to spend more than what we have budgeted for. And that's not right. Um, I wanna get back to having a budget created and us sticking to it, and especially me doing my part. My wife is great at money. I'm not. I'm not great at money at all. And man, I don't know how she puts up with me and my money irresponsibility. So, um, so create a budget and stick to it. Fifth point I want to talk about is cut down on unnecessary expenses, such as eating out or subscription services. Now, um... I know some of you live in an area where eating out and buying groceries are equally expensive. Last place I lived in was in Lyman, Colorado, small town in the eastern plains of the state. One grocery store in the whole town and a Dollar General among some other stores such as truck stops and a couple of pharmacies. But it was the only grocery store in town and sometimes eating out was cheaper than buying groceries at that store. So I know there are exceptions to that rule, but the general thumb or the rule of general, general rule of thumb, I think that's what it is. General rule of thumb. Who came up with general Really, I, I think I've used that term three or four times in my entire life, and I don't know why I decided that now I'm going to use this term. <laughs> um, general rule of thumb, that's pretty crazy. Let me get unstuck from that. But what I'm trying to get at is it's more the exception that eating out costs less than um, buying groceries. That's the exception. The general rule is getting groceries is usually cheaper than eating out. And so I understand that's not always going to be possible that because um, food prices, they're ridiculous now. So I can get it. But at the same time, if you are able to cut down on any food price, uh, any food expenses, do it. If you have a subscription service, um, multiple subscription services, uh, we have a ton. There's a couple of them that's going to get canceled in the coming months because we just have too many. And they, and what, by the time you have all the subscription services, by the way that pricing is, if you just have um, the Disney Plus bundle and Netflix. That almost that those two right there is almost the price of cable, especially if you add maybe another one like maybe Paramount Plus with no ads. You do those three and you practically are paying for cable. <laughs> That's what you're paying for. You're paying for cable. 
And uh, so that's just a lot of things that we don't really think about. And if there's, especially if you have a subscription that you're not using, cancel it. And even if you have a subscription that you are using and you are needing some extra money a month, I would recommend that, hey, you know, maybe perhaps cancel that subscription until you're able to get a certain bill taken care of or something else taken care of that you're able to get that subscription service back. Maybe think of it as a reward of getting some other financial obligations taken care of. So there's just a lot of things that we can look at here when it comes to uh, putting uh, these type of boundaries on money. And so, um, do you all want another episode of this? I'm going to post that question in the Q&A of Spotify. So, answer. Um, I want you to answer that question. And if you are not listening to this on Spotify, um, you can find our socials down in the description on Facebook and Instagram. You can comment or message there. Um, We'll have a video later tonight or tomorrow that will kind of go over some of the things that we discussed today. So you can leave your comment there. So pretty excited about um, just what we have coming up in the future. And I appreciate so much you all joining us and sticking with us as we continue to grow. And again, those five points, I just want to reemphasize. Uh, point one, save. Even if it's a dollar, two, buy off brand as much as possible. Three, if you're behind on bills, talk to your landlord lady or landlord and landlady and companies that you pay, that you pay uh, your money to, talk to them and maybe and see if, if you can get some type of payment plan going that be able to help. Not everyone's going to do it though. Uh, four, point four, create a budget and stick to it. And point five, cut down on unnecessary expenses such as eating out or subscription services. You all have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. Take care of yourselves. Never give up on your dreams. Thank you for listening to the Life After School podcast hosted by Charles Prince. Check your favorite podcast platform for a new episode every Thursday. Never give up on your dreams. Fighting to create.